Welcome to Mindfully Well, your place to get the tools and tips you need to connect to a deeper sense of wellness, naturally and simply. This podcast is for change-seeking women who are curiously devoted to their health and ultimately having a positive impact on the world around them. I'll be diving into everything that can help us live mindfully well, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Haley. Hi, hello, welcome to episode 12 of Mindfully Well. Today I want to talk to you a little bit about mindful holidays. So I am actually today heading home, which is in Indiana, to see my family and spend the next week with them celebrating Thanksgiving stuff and eating and laughing and doing all the fun holiday stuff. So I am super grateful for and very fortunate to have a big close family to spend the holidays with. And I hope whatever your situation is, that you get to spend time with the people you love, whoever they are. So today I'm going to cover a little bit about gratitude and tradition, food, and how we can navigate all of the food craziness, um, relationships and self-care around holidays, and then mindful gifting. So a few different categories I want to talk about. I won't make this one too long because it's pretty subjective, but I think all of these different topics play into our health a lot, and by the end of the holiday, depending on how much focus we put on to these different things I talk about, will determine how we feel at the end, the end, um, until the next holiday comes around in a month. So <laughs> this episode is hitting you at a time where hopefully you can come back to it in a couple weeks and recalibrate for your winter holidays, whatever that may be. I celebrate um, Christmas. So I first want to start with a really terrifying fact that I read on, I think it's Pella Case. So Pella Case is a, a phone case company, like cell phone case company, but they are made, they make their phone cases out of recycled materials and they share the most wonderful content about sustainability and reduce, 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 reuse, recycle, um, consumption stuff about consumer. They just share like the most wonderful information. So head over to their blog and read all of their stuff. They've got everything you need to know about the state of waste and sustainability. But I found this stat I'm pretty certain, like 99% certain I found this stat on their website recently. And it basically says, if you're cooking a turkey this Thanksgiving, please don't waste it. According to the Turkey Federation, which who knew there was a Turkey Federation? That's kind of cool. Um, 46 million turkeys are slaughtered for Thanksgiving. The BBC found that 200 million pounds of edible turkey is thrown away every year. Since the average turkey weighs about 16 ounces, then with some quick math, the equivalent is 11 million turkeys being thrown away every year. Like, this makes me not want to eat turkey, and I, I know my mom has likely already bought a turkey, and she's probably been letting it 
do its thing. I don't know, she has like a big long process and it's glorious and incredible. I don't know how she does it. But um, yeah, it makes me really sad and really, it makes me think a lot about how can we respect the turkey, be grateful for the turkey that we have, and then not waste it. So, something to think about <laughs> starting this episode on a high note. Super light, all of that. Um, no, it's sad. So, when you eat your turkey, if you eat a turkey, be grateful and mindful of what's happening globally. Globally? I guess it's a U.S. holiday. Um, nationally. So, anyway... I'm going to dive into gratitude and traditions first. My entire life has been very <laughs> holiday enthusiast focused. Does that make sense? My family are all holiday enthusiasts, especially my mother and me. So we love the holidays around Christmas time. I literally call myself an elf. I'm like, I'm an elf. I'm ready. What do we have to do? What are we doing? I love holidays. And I mainly love holidays because it's kind of like where all of regular life stops or like pauses and everything's different for a few days. I don't know. There's something really cool about it for me. And I think that's because I've grown up with a lot of tradition around holidays and a lot of happiness and love around the holidays and every day, but mainly just the whole experience of holidays gets me all giddy and excited and fun. So anyway, I'm flying home today to Indiana, like I mentioned in the beginning, and that will kind of kick off the holiday season for me. Super excited. We're going to see a play tomorrow as a family. And then my mom and I will probably stay up all night on Wednesday, prepping all the food and talking and doing all the stuff to prepare for everyone to come over. And then on Thursday, everyone will come over to the house and we'll eat, drink, and be merry, basically. So we typically just all hang out and talk and play games and catch up and yeah, it's really nice. Like, there's no real set plan, but it's just home and it's comfort and it's happiness. So, that's that's my holidays, kind of. It's nothing, like, it's nothing too extreme necessarily, but it's just the sense of coming together and being together. That doesn't get to happen all the time. Like, I don't get to see a lot of my extended family outside of the holidays because I have... <laughs> I have a really big family, you guys. Like, whenever I, like, put it down on paper, it's crazy. I I have a lot of family. My parents are both one of many, and then they all have kids, and they all have kids, and I have new family now, and so, yeah, my family's really big, and it's really cool, and not everyone gets together for every holiday, but, um, it, we all kind of piece together along the way, so... Anyway, I that's I love the holidays. <laughs> um, yeah, we just all kind of come together. But with that, there is a sense of tradition and a sense of like the little things like my mom and I staying up all night to make all the food and just getting that like extra solid, solid, solitude. 
extra special time together, I think is what I'm trying to say. Where, like, everyone else is in bed and we're kind of, like, the magic makers behind the scenes making it all happen. So, I don't know. I like being, I like being behind the scenes and, like, putting everything together and then watching it all unfold the next day. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> I'm definitely not a show up and enjoy it person. I like to, like, bring it all together. So, anyway, um, with that, however your traditions look and whatever... Whatever your feelings are around the holidays, I want to start by saying be grateful. And that seems so cheesy and overdone and I'm like mega obsessed with gratitude anyway. And I get that it can be really hard to be grateful, especially during the holidays. Holidays can be really hard depending on what's going on in your family this year and how you're feeling this year. So... I hope that this offers you a little nugget of hope by saying that you can find little things to be grateful for anywhere, in anything. Even just like your turkey, y'all. Like, that poor turkey died so that we can have this one day of crazy festivity and all of those turkeys will die and not be eaten. So, gratitude. And on top of gratitude, deep gratitude. So... I think a pretty common Thanksgiving tradition is to go around the room and say what you're thankful for. And that's super sweet and I love it. Um, but I invite you this year to add another layer to that and say, what are you grateful for or thankful for and why? So putting a why on the end of that is really important because it helps us, it helps us articulate why we are grateful instead of just saying like, I'm grateful for this food, yay! But why are you grateful and why why are you thankful? Um, I use the word grateful way more than thankful. Um, so I'm going to be using them interchangeably in this episode because it's grateful is my, my default word that I use, I guess. Um, but yeah, invite your family to share why they are thankful or, or grateful for whatever they're saying they're grateful for and have some conversation around that. It might spark some really new connect really new connections with your family it might spark something new like if you've learned something this year that has changed you a little bit maybe that gratitude can feed into sharing more instead of just staying on that surface of simple gratitude so deep gratitude i invite you to try it out even if you just do it for yourself or with your partner you can always ask why and go a little bit deeper um, another thing that we can do this holiday season as a whole is to be of service. Whatever that means for you, offer to help where you can if you have the time or the space or the capacity to reach out and help others. Um, I think that's really important every day, but especially, especially during the holidays when people feel really stressed or lonely or sad or lacking or whatever the case may be, the holidays are a really difficult time for a lot of people. They're not all happy and lovely like I get to experience and I understand that. So offer to help. Go a little bit out of your way to do something you don't normally do or just do a little extra. Um, and that could look like doing the dishes or helping clean up or organizing something so that the host doesn't have to do it. There are a lot of simple ways that you can help, even if someone in your family has kids and they're trying to get a bunch done, 
and the kids are kind of going crazy, like corral the kids and go play a game with them, whatever the case may be. Like this, it's kind of a broad sweeping topic, so it's hard to give examples, but yeah, offer to help the people around you and ask for help when you need it. This goes both ways. So I know a lot of people who take on every job and responsibility and role during the holidays and conducting them and making them perfect, ask for help. Like, clear, direct, I need your help with vacuuming. Please vacuum. You know? Just kind of simple, direct, clear, ask so that someone can actually help and not feel confused or, like, obligated. Um, yeah. So deep gratitude being of service and asking for help when needed, and presence. Not, not the presence that you get under the tree. Um, being fully present. So being in the moment. And what this means to me is putting your phone down, putting all of the distractions down. So, you know, taking pictures, but also putting the camera away or whatever. And like, taking that memory in for yourself versus trying to capture everything I think is important. Um, making eye contact and talking to your family and your relatives and your in-laws or your friends or your co-workers or whoever you're around. Like, be fully present with them. Set all the distractions aside and hear them and listen to them. I think the holidays can be so crazy and intense where we all just kind of like try to talk to everyone and try to hug everyone and love on them and make sure we say hi to everyone but are all of those hellos as valuable as a few deep conversations i don't know it depends and that's up to you but start finding more ways to connect more deeply and more in the moment and yeah just be present with each other that's all that's all i've got presence not presence under the tree. Um, your presence is enough. I promise. And your family's presence is insanely important too. So don't take that for granted. Let's see. In regard to gratitude and being helpful and of service and fully present, I think it's also really important to say thank you and not just saying thank you as a broad sweeping. I think I've said broad sweeping twice now. I don't know why. Um, the phrase of the day, I suppose. Um, instead of just saying like, thank you, see ya, that was awesome. Be very specific with your thanks and let people know what exactly you're thanking them for. So instead of just saying like, thank you, that was amazing. You could say, thank you so much. That cranberry sauce was literally the best cranberry sauce I've ever had. Like, that's the highlight of my evening. Or whatever the case may be. It could be something silly, or it could be something really meaningful. Food is meaningful. Um, however you choose to see it, say thank you with specificity instead of just simple gratitude and big thank yous and whatever. Um, yeah, I invite you to get a little deeper this year and Share why you're grateful and why you're thanking someone. And don't get frustrated if someone doesn't do the same back to you. We'll get to that in the self-care section, but act from a place of which you would like to be treated and let your expectations go about other people. 
yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, tradition, gratitude, I think the last thing that I really enjoy in this category is playing games. So whatever that may be, it could be board games or card games or conversational games. I don't know. There's so many options. I love games. If you listen to my friendship episode, the last episode, which I'll link to in the show notes, um, I talk a lot about different games you can play to get to know people on a deeper level. So I'm super into games, you guys. But yeah, I think overall just take this topic or this theme, this category, and craft what you want it to feel like and what you think might fit best within your life in regard to deep gratitude, being of service, and asking for help, being fully present with the people around you, whoever that is, or maybe it's just yourself. You can be completely present with yourself as well and say thank you and mean it and tell people why you're thanking them. And yeah, play some games with people, get to know people, Um, challenge yourself to share more than you usually do, or see different relationships with a new lens. Yeah, that's all I've got in this category. Okay, let's talk about food, because that's typically the the headliner of holidays, at least in my family. Um, There's always a ton of food. My family cooks a ton of food because, like I said, we have a very big family. Um, Yeah, and if your family's the same, I want you to know that (laughs) you don't have to eat anything that you don't want to eat. Period. What you choose to eat, make sure you're enjoying it. And by that I mean eating slowly and mindfully, tasting every bite, chewing every bite, really finding pleasure in the experience. Um, I know for me, I I kind of go all in and I eat a little bit of everything because it's the holidays and I want to try it all and it's typically not what I would cook at home. So it's kind of like this indulgent, pleasurable experience, but it's really easy for me to overdo it as well. And then you feel like you're in a food coma, which is painful when you want to hang out and play games and bond and do all the fun stuff. So one rule, you don't have to eat whatever, you don't have to eat what you don't want to eat. You get to choose what you put on your plate. So that's super empowering and great. And if anyone has questions or problems with what's on your plate, well, that's a little odd and you don't have to feed into judgment or questioning around your eating preferences because it doesn't affect anyone but you. So yeah, eating what you want to eat and then whatever you choose to eat, finding the pleasure and gratitude and connection with that food. On top of that, speaking of indulging and kind of going all in, go easy on the sugar. I'm, I am like a dessert junkie. I love desserts. Like, I'll eat the meal so I can get to the desserts. I I love sugars and sweets and chocolate and all of that. But I also know how much I should eat because I know what it'll do to my body and also what sugar does to the brain and the emotions. So you might get, if you eat a lot of refined sugars, you might get a little emotionally charged in a iffy situation that you could avoid. Um, you'll feel kind of 
bloated and funky and it's just not worth it to me. Um, so you can eat the dessert, but like, be mindful of how much you're eating. Um, and I don't know your relationship to food and I do not want to tell you how to eat or what to eat. That's not my role here. So take this with a grain of salt, literally. <laughs> a grain of sugar. And... Just understand what I mean when I say be mindful of the different types of food you're eating and the effects they might have on you as a human. So, yeah. If you are not interested in the food that will be offered at whatever gathering you're going to, you can eat in advance. Like, eat before you go and don't walk in saying you just ate. I think that's a little bit rude, but also, whatever you want. <laughs> but... You can mitigate the the feeling of wanting to indulge because you're starving versus you're full and you just want to be around the people you love. So, another cool thing that I saw, and I think this was on, I think this was in, com in combination. I think this was in the same article that the turkey fact was in that said, when you're planning a meal, which <laughs> I come from a big family that cooks a lot, so I've had a lot of uh, trouble with understanding portions and serving sizes for myself. When Chandler and I started dating, I would like make us a meal, but I would use the entire vegetable for the, like a head of cabbage. I would chop the entire <laughs> head of cabbage to make us a meal and then we'd have a ton of leftovers, which was great. But I saw him cooking one day and he used like half of a pepper, half of an onion and half of a whatever, cabbage, or whatever the case may be. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you using the whole thing? And he was like, "I we don't need to use the whole thing. There's only two of us. So we had this weird interaction where like, I was confused because I'm so used to cooking big meals or like experiencing big meals. And he's he's just not because he knows how to do portions. So... It was a really funny moment where I was like, oh yeah, I kind of go all in and that's not necessary and could be wasteful if we don't eat all of the leftovers, which happens. So cook what you'll eat. And from that article, it said, imagine a half cup for every side dish per person, a slice of pie per person, and then like a pound of turkey per person. So if you're having six people over, you only need or if there's six of you total, you only need a six pound turkey, not a 16 pound turkey. And six people, you'd only need three cups of green beans or corn or whatever versus like 10 cans. 10, as in the number 10. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of a cool way to look at people's portion sizes and then like cook accordingly or kind of work with like potlucks accordingly as understanding how much people actually eat from a serving perspective versus the fear of running out, right? Like, you're not gonna run out of food, I don't think. Like, most most holiday gatherings that I've ever experienced have too much food and too many leftovers, and you're trying to, like, stuff leftovers in everyone's pockets as they walk out the door. And that's fine, as long as they're gonna take them home and eat them. But if everyone just takes their leftovers and throws them away, then, like, that's really wasteful. So... Being mindful of serving sizes and how much food is prepared and how much food will actually be eaten, I think is really important. And I'm not in charge of <laughs> quantities, unfortunately. Like I said, I'm an elf in the holiday chaos. So 
it's hard for me to kind of implement this rule, I think, because my mom knows how much food to serve all of the people in our family and unexpected people are unexpected. Some people show up who we didn't know would show up and you like, there's always that little buffer. Um, and she's good about understanding what that means. Um, but yeah, I, I try to just pay attention and be mindful of what's going on. So if you're in the role that I'm in, just maybe pay attention and start to like observe how everything is done so that if you do become the spearhead of the holidays one day, you'll be a little more prepared of like how to attack the meal planning. Um, yeah, so with food, it's delicious. It's wonderful. Deep gratitude. Be super, super grateful that you have food, that you have a family to sit down and eat this food with, if you do, um, or that you just have food, period. It's really important to acknowledge what you do have and be super grateful. So, um, yeah, gratitude is a good combat for emotional distress, which we'll get into next. But um, there's really nothing worse on the digestive system and immune system like foods that you don't regularly eat and the guilt associated with doing so. So don't eat out of guilt or shame or blame or fear. Eat from a place of pleasure and gratitude and happiness whatever that means to you. And for your pre and post Thanksgiving meals, drink plenty of water. If your family drinks alcohol, drink a glass of water for every glass of wine. Like, stay hydrated, please. Your body will thank you later. Um, your mind will thank you later. Um, take probiotics, for sure. Try to keep your gut as balanced as possible because you're likely... I'm going to be consuming a lot of food that I don't typically consume. So this regimen is specifically for what I'm going to be doing, but it might be helpful to you as well. So lots of water, probiotics, um, drinking like an ounce of apple cider vinegar before my meals to help with my digestion and stimulate kind of like the digestive enzyme process, whatever that, I don't know if that's the right phrase, you guys. I'm like, it's early here. I still need to pack my bags and like clean up my house before we leave. But um, yeah, the last thing is drink some greens. So I'll share some links to the green supplements that I like, but taking a green kind of vitamin powder is going to help you <laughs> stay a little bit better, make you feel a little bit better, help you stay a little bit more on track when you're doing all the holiday fun stuff. So I'll leave that list in the show notes and link to some of my favorite products, but that's that's how I'm approaching the holidays. We've been kind of amping up our immune support this week. So I've got some different tinctures and supplements that we're taking to enhance our immune system so that when we're flying all day and then we're moving about and kind of doing all of the holiday things, um, our immune systems will be supported ahead of time versus reactively trying to get back on track. So it's, what day is it? Tuesday? Start taking care of yourself now before like actual Thanksgiving Day hits and stuff and hopefully that will help you. All right, the good stuff. Mindful holidays, meaning mindful of your well-being, everyone. 
This is the most important piece of all of this. I could have started this episode with this, honestly, um, because if you are not taking care of yourself, then you cannot experience and be with fully all of the people around you. So take care of yourself. And what I mean by that is I understand that a lot of people have complex or draining or complicated relationships with family members. I think every family has their stuff, right? As human beings, we all have our stuff, our baggage, our trauma, our particularities and triggers. Just, we do. I hope you're aware of that because that's true. We all have our stuff and we're all coming together for this really happy time and triggers will be triggered. Irritations will happen. People will accidentally say the wrong things to each other. You might say something that hurts someone's feelings. Um, It's kind of a really sensitive time, I think, because everyone wants to come together and really enjoy each other, and we're all still processing human life and our emotions underneath it all. So, yeah. Holidays can be emotionally and mentally exhausting. Not in a bad way. They're just very stimulating to our nervous systems and our emotions. And yeah, with that, be sure to plan out and sprinkle in plenty of self-care wherever you are. I am not recommending that you go into a room and meditate for 20 minutes or an hour. You certainly can. It's not a bad idea. But I, I literally mean sprinkle. Like take five minutes in the bathroom. Walk outside for like a breath of fresh air. Whatever you need to do to kind of reground and refocus and recalibrate whatever's going on for you, do it. (laughs) No one is trapping you, or I hope no one is trapping you and making you listen to some terrible story that you've heard 900 times or whatever the case may be. Like, take a moment for yourself frequently and often, wherever you are. Um, Yeah, breathe deeply in and out of your nose. Exhale out of your mouth, whatever, like, take a few minutes. You don't have to do any special technique or turn on spa music in the background. Just tune into your breath and your heart. And you can do this by literally putting your hand over your heart and your other hand over your belly and just be with yourself for a moment. If the holiday was particularly hard for you afterward, You can always, and I don't mean you have to send a letter, but you can write a letter telling the person or persons or situation or whatever the case may be, how you felt, and kind of get it all out of you. So don't let things stay in you and fester and get hidden somewhere in your bodies. Let them out. Purge them out. If you have a therapist or a reliable person in your life, go talk to them. Don't hold in all of your anger and frustrations and resentments after the holidays because that will build up for the next holiday and you might you might combust like a big fucking thing. Oops, I just said the F word. I've been trying really hard to not cuss on this podcast. I guess I'll have to add that little explicit thing on here now. I don't really know how to do that because I've been pretty good at not cussing, but you know, it happens. Oops, <laughs> sorry about that, or not. I dropped the F-bomb a lot in my 
my regular human life, so this is me. Yeah, with that, be yourself. Don't censor or filter or conform to the ideas that your family or friends or people around you have about you. Be completely yourself, unabashedly, unashamedly yourself. And when they're surprised or whatever the case may be, don't be surprised. <laughs> like, if you're never completely yourself around someone, you start being yourself around someone, it will kind of like shake the ground. They'll be a little confused. They'll be like, wait, what? You don't say the F-bomb or you don't talk back to me or whatever the case is. Um, it might cause a little bit of friction before you're comfortable and other people are understanding that, oh, this is her or this is him or whatever. Um, yeah, be yourself and whatever that means, understand that there's some readjustment period to fully coming into yourself and expressing yourself in front of people who think you are someone different or have this idea of you that is no longer true. Yeah, and be mindful of jabs and jokes. I think they are all too common in a lot of families where people kind of poke at someone in the family because it's kind of funny and the joke resonates with the group, but it's actually hurting that person a lot. Yeah, I hope... I hope that doesn't happen in your holidays, but it might, and be mindful of it. Um, if you see someone doing that to someone in your family, you can, like, divert the situation and change the topic of the conversation, whatever. Um, if it's happening to you, please know that that is a reflection of that person, not you. If somebody is being mean to you or treating you poorly or making you feel like crap, it has nothing to do with you. And... You don't have to put up with it. So I don't I don't know your family situation and um, I think it's worth saying you can leave. Like the food thing, you don't have to eat what you don't want to eat and you're allowed to leave the situation. Like physically leave the party, the gathering, the whatever and physically remove yourself from a situation. You're not obligated to stay anywhere. Um... Take care of yourself, whatever that means, however that means for you. Understand that you have full self-agency to choose what is best for you. Yeah, and that kind of goes into expectations, so, or comes from, leads into expectations, whatever the case may be. Um, manage your expectations of others. And understand that people likely have expectations of you, whether they know it or not, and whether they understand how they affect you or not. Just help kind of manage and navigate those in your mind and your heart. And understand that most of the time, families mean well. Most of the time, families are very full of love and want the best for everyone in their families. They just might not be very good at communicating or showing that. So, seeing things from a compassionate lens might be helpful if that's possible for you. Yeah, and breathe. Like I said, just breathe. Go into the bathroom, go outside, step away, do it right there at the dinner table. Who cares? Just come back to yourself whenever you need to. Um, 
proactively create like a best friend group chat beforehand and run to the bathroom and text your best friend and be like, oh god, it's happening, the thing, that person, they said this, I can't believe it, I'm so annoyed, whatever the case may be. You can create your little support group ahead of time and then reach out to them if you need to throughout the holidays. Um, yeah, and then some proactive and, and post-holiday stuff, pre-post-holiday stuff would be to move your body. So whatever, you can go for a walk, you can do yoga, you can run, you can dance or tai chi or whatever you want to do. Um, move your body and help kind of release some of those feelings and tensions that might come up or will come up and be mindful that that can really help you move through stuff literally and try to maintain a sense of normalcy so you might just be going down the road for a couple hours to your holidays or whatever but for me i'm traveling across the country three hour time difference to my parents house first and then to chandler's family's parents house for the next three days and with that comes a lot of flying literally so like all of the pressure and physical things that happen to you when you fly on a plane and time change food routine gets thrown off sleep schedule gets thrown off um you're not in your house or i won't be in my house so it's just a little unsettling to like try to find a sense of normalcy but however you can find that i think will will be and will always be super helpful to enjoying your time traveling or wherever you are um, and not kind of falling back into old habits or old ways or losing all of your normal routine. So if you're traveling like I am, wake up when you wake up on your normal routine, go to bed during your normal routine or for your normal routine. Um, try to keep some of your normal routine in, in play so that you don't have to feel the whiplash and the swinging of the, of the pendulum when you come back to your regular life or job or whatever on Monday. So luckily we have the weekend to kind of recover. But <laughs> yeah, it it's a lot if you're traveling and stuff. Like I'm, I'm already thinking about like the bloated feeling from flying and then getting in really late. And I'm going to feel like time, like the three hour change, I'm going to feel that. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But whatever you're doing and wherever you're going, just take care of yourself before, after, and during. All right, our last topic or theme or whatever is gifting. So I don't, my family doesn't do gifts for Thanksgiving, but Christmas is coming up for us. And like I mentioned, I get a little elfy. <laughs> I love giving people things that make me think of them and I think will bring them joy and I love wrapping presents and watching people unwrap them and seeing their face and I get really elfy, you guys. Um, you will likely see me dressed as an elf, like a hat on and Christmas sweaters and the whole deal, like I get super into it. So with gifting, there are some different ways that you can be mindful and help your health rather than adding stress to your life. So 
From what I've experienced and what I know, gifting and gift shopping can be very stressful. If that's not the case for you, share your tips and what the hell are you actually doing to not be stressed out. Like, gift shopping is, it's stressful. Like, there's this weird obligation to buy someone you, like, everyone you know something and get it right. And then everything costs money and, like, then the holidays get super crazy because you're spending this huge amount of money on a bunch of stuff all at once. And then, I, I don't know, there's this weird, like, cycle of stress and anxiousness that I think comes with gifting. So some things that I've been thinking about this year and I might do, I don't, I don't know. I haven't decided on gifts yet necessarily. I've bought two things within the past few months that like I saw and bought because I was like, that's the gift for that person. Great. Done. And it felt easy and perfect and wonderful. So proactively or just like yeah, proactively shopping for people I think is helpful and then you don't feel so stressed later. Maybe that's the secret. That's the secret, you guys. It's not a secret. Um, yeah, buying ahead of time and picking up things throughout the year that seem to make sense. But I also think we like, as weird 2019 human creatures, we, we thrive on the chaos of going Christmas shopping and getting out in the nonsense and honking at people and I can't believe that woman cut me off and yeah, I think that's actually a thing that people secretly enjoy because they have a lot of pent-up aggression and stress and emotion, and it's kind of a way to release it. So, I don't know, that's just my opinion. It kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, interesting. So, some things you can do, some things I've been thinking about, is donating in someone's name. So, oh man, I wish, oh, it's right here. Um, I'm in my like office room, so I've, I'm next to all of my books. Um, I usually record in my bedroom or downstairs, but I'm in this room today and like the sun is shining through. Oh, blue Seattle skies, you guys. You wouldn't think that's a thing. Like you would think that I'm lying, but skies are completely blue today. And they haven't, well, it rained yesterday, I think. But yeah, it's been beautiful here. Um, so here's, the, I got this piece of mail recently. And I'm clearly, I've realized, I am on the targeted email list for everything environmental and sustainable and national parks and animal welfare categories. <laughs> like, I get stuff for the national parks, like, every day. I'm like, yes, take all of my money. I love the parks. So their targeting is on point. But I'd never heard of this organization and Chandler had, so we kind of, like, he kind of briefed me on what it was, but it's called Heifer, Heifer? Yeah, Heifer International. And they basically, I could, like, buy a cow in your name for a family who needs a cow. What? That's so cool. Like, here, I'll flip through it and give you some examples, and I can share a link to them. But um, I thought this was just so cool. Like, I could buy a goat put it in my mom's name so that the goat is from my mom and then this woman will get a goat in like a different like okay so this woman in the example is from India and it says as you bundle up this holiday season think about giving the gift of joy to the world for a family in need this bountiful gift provides families with two sheep oh this is the whole this is the whole package um provides families with two sheep four goats 
a cow, two alpacas. <laughs> the animals provide much needed food and milk, wool for blankets and clothing, and rich fertilizer for their crops. So, oh, I'm just obsessed with this. Like, I don't know how I didn't know about it, but you can gift pigs as presents and sheep. Oh, they're so cute. And rabbits. What else? Bees. You can gift bees as a present. Little chickens. Cattle. Alpaca. Buffalo. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I love this. Um, tree seeds and clean water. Um, stoves, like cooking stoves for a village. You can do a whole arc. Ooh, you can do a whole arc for $5,000. A lot of these things are really reasonably priced. Like, well, now I can't find it. Like, a flock of chickens is $20. So it's not everything's $5,000. But um, you can also gift, like, women's empowerment and the gift of transformation. So anyway, there's some... <laughs> I'm obsessed, clearly. I'm not affiliated with them at all. This is just a piece of mail that I got, and they did a really good job at targeting me. So, um, donate in someone's name, whether it's to a local charity or a big effort like this. I think that's a really cool gift depending on the person. Like if the person doesn't want material items, this is a cool way to surprise and delight them and also do a lot of good work in the world. So donating, um, one thing that I've always been really gung-ho about and passionate about is, oh, sorry, my like throat is a little, I need some water. Um, and I've only got coffee right here. So here we go. I'll drink the coffee. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I'm really into as a gift is giving experiences. And for me, this has looked like concert tickets and tickets to plays and different activities to do with certain people. I think one year I gave all experiences. I think, and maybe a few little gifts that I found, but um, I love gifting experiences because you get to pay for a thing and then go do it with that person. So it's like an extra, it's like an extra bonus. You don't just hand off the gift and then not hang out with them. Like you get to go do something with them. So you could keep it really simple and do like a coffee date or a date to a new pastry shop or just a walk around a little town square or something, like a day together, gift a day together with each other and say like, I'll buy us lunch or whatever the case is. Um, or you could do concert tickets and spa treatments and all sorts of vacation-y ideas, like different experiences. But um, yeah, I really like gifting experiences. I think it's a really cool way to give a present, but also get to be with someone one-on-one -on -one and spend some time. So gift experiences, my favorite. You can also keep it super simple and make different scrubs and lotions and oils and home packages and goodie bags and baskets. Um, you can create your own gifts, which is super cool. I shared in my, in the, um, what episode number is that? Seven? Uh, the natural and clean beauty episode. I shared some different thoughts on like making homemade scrubs and coffee bean shower scrub and stuff like that. So you can make some really cool gifts. You can also make like photo books and scrapbooks and homemade ornaments. Like I don't care how old you are. I think homemade gifts are always just like 
the bee's knees. I think they're so wonderful. So yeah, another thing you can do is get creative with gift wrapping. So this is just a small little thing, but whenever I met Chandler on our first date, he gave me a book, but it was wrapped in a Whole Foods bag. Like he, he broke the bag down and like used it as wrapping paper. And since then he has stayed true to his wrapping technique. Like he wraps every gift in Whole Foods paper and I love it. Like shop paper, shopping bag paper. <laughs> it's really sweet and it's a really great way to reuse what is already in the house and not have to go out and buy a bunch of wrapping paper that will be thrown away. So get creative with gift wrapping and recycle it, please. <laughs> please recycle all of the gift wrapping that you do use. Um, that's getting a little closer to like Christmas and stuff, but um, be mindful of how you are transferring your gifts to other humans and the the um, the waste that comes with that. So, yeah, mindful gifting. If you don't find something for someone that you think they would absolutely love, you don't have to buy something and you can explain to them or not, I didn't find anything this year. Like, next year it'll be even better if I find you something good or you could even have that conversation beforehand. Like at Thanksgiving, just kind of talk to the family about, can we not buy random stuff like, can we all just agree to buy something if we think the person will love it? And that's all. Or can we all agree just to limit gifts to one gift per person? I always feel this weird obligation of if I buy my dad two things, then I better go get my mom another thing so that they both have two things. <laughs> I imagine that's what parents feel like when they have multiple children. It's like you want to make sure every child has the same amount of gifts because... That just feels like the right thing to do, but it's not necessary. I know my parents aren't going to love me less if they get one less present compared to the other or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think the overall recommendation here is to take note mentally of how you're feeling during this whole process of gifting and receiving and, oh, receiving, you guys, I didn't even talk about receiving, so yeah, receive. <laughs> you don't have to be the the Santa Claus of your family or whatever. Receive and be grateful. And Well, you don't have to be grateful if you're not grateful, but um, yeah, start to tune into your feelings around gifting and receiving and your hangups around it or what might be going on for you emotionally and mentally and try to work through those things. If you want to, if you're ready, if that's something you're interested in. Yeah. Gifting and receiving. Of course. Duh. <laughs> the overall theme is, where I was going a second ago before I got distracted, is pay attention to how all of this is affecting and impacting you. From the food, to the interactions, to your self-care tactics and routines and arsenal, your self-care toolbox, um, and gifting. Yeah. Just tune into your actual feelings in the moment and maybe keep like a little notebook in your pocket or pull up your notes app on your phone and just kind of jot down your thoughts in the moment of what's going on so that you can better reflect later and not have to have all of that pent up 
anxiety and resentment and tension toward whatever situation arises. Inevitably, things will come up on the holidays that ruffle feathers and hurt feelings and trigger people. So just be mindful. Yeah. The overall theme of the podcast, mindfully well. However your holidays go, I hope they are absolutely wonderful, or I hope that you feel capable of managing whatever comes your way and processing and letting go of whatever comes your way. And letting go of, I don't mean let it go. Well, that reminded me of Frozen. Um, I don't mean just let it go. I mean process, digest, and put to rest. I don't mean just like let it go. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to fully digest whatever's happening and process. So I hope that this episode helps you do that or inspires you to find the techniques and the approaches and the support and the tools you need to make all of that happen and really enjoy your time with your loved ones, with yourself, with the food you eat, and the environment that you are in. I will leave some links in the show notes of the different things that I have mentioned. You can find the show notes at HaleyHeishman.com backslash podcast. And I will talk to you all in December. We're nearing the end of 2019. And I will be sharing my 2019 reflection guide with you all soon. I'm really excited. I think it's really helpful to kind of put a a bow, for lack of better words. Oh my gosh. Put a bow on 2019 and close off the year by fully processing and digesting and laying to rest all that has been and acknowledging all that's to come. So we'll get there. We'll cover all of it. I'm really excited. Um, my plan for the December episodes feel really good and I, I think they'll be really helpful to you. So until then, Enjoy your holidays, whatever you're celebrating with whomever you're celebrating with. I am thinking of you, and if you need any support from me, I'm right here. You can always reach out to me. So, I will talk to you all later.